This is the Epilog Audio Experience. The language and content on this podcast may be unsuitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's been a while since we have uh, had a good vacation, right? Yeah. Um, Because we are very hardworking people, right? <laughs> I, though I'd give the credit to COVID. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, I think... for us we can say that probably it was covid and we got into the habit of sitting at home and all that but the trend that i'm seeing is people are are traveling ever more than what they used to do during covid times it's like revenge traveling kind of thing yeah most people are but we are not i i, I think you traveled in between some time right 2021 you went somewhere 22 yeah. also uh, did yes. you yes uh, yes i did just for the i'm talking about just for the sole purpose of traveling correct so i did december trips in yeah. 21 and in 20 sorry in 21 and 22 yes yeah oh, i have lost count of which year is it is so 21 i did a north uh, tour um, you know delhi and surrounding areas rajasthan uttar pradesh and all that 22 uh, like everybody i decided to go to goa of course but i'll tell you what this time the goa trip was uh, slightly different than how it was before because generally we tend to go to north goa and we think it's happening and you know there is this crowd and stuff like that but maybe because i'm growing old or whatever it is this time i spent my time between north and south spent half of the vacation in north and half in south what i've realized is i don't want to go to north anymore at all yeah i can understand why we should actually go to that titos lake sometime <laughs> soon south is a totally different different experience it's calm quiet you have beach to pretty much yourself there are very few people in the beach night you can go for a walk uh, with peace of mind that nobody is going to come and bump on bump on to you or no vehicle is going to come and hit you from behind it's very peaceful uh, but of course um, night pretty much gets over by 10:30 anyway yeah anyway we are digressing too much i'll <laughs> uh, i'll introduce what the topic would be so i went for a kind of a short but long trip uh, mm. on the bike uh, to kothagiri so um, i would say that is a long trip it's that's a long a trip, trip right yeah yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it was more than 8 hours 9 more hours. than 8 hours yeah. it took us uh, with all the breaks that it took definitely hours, is a yeah. long trip especially for a bike yeah so uh, i just wanted to you know uh, talk a little bit about the place and the people and the culture there because uh, before going there before getting to know that you know when uh, the people who i was traveling with should i mention them <laughs> not necessarily yeah so uh, cousins and friends so yeah, yeah. uh so uh before they mentioned that, they mentioned that place to me uh, i had no idea such a place ex- existed mm-hmm. so i just thought you know we'd talk about that place and the people and the culture there welcome to another episode of writer and geek show we are your host shankar and vishnu and in this episode we are going to talk about kothagiri so before we start the place is called kothagiri or kotagiri okay so that is the biggest misconception even i had before traveling there uh, halfway through the uh, journey to i thought it's kotagiri hmm. which means uh, uh, the mountain which has a fort yeah. right but uh, then i got to know that it's it's kothagiri to be uh, to be exact because the, there is a tribe called kothas who lives there so uh, yeah it was my first uh, journey just for traveling purposes 
since 2019 june so uh, i was really excited and also because we were traveling in bike that was a different deal it was my first long ride and uh, yeah i i feel that you know it was a perfect location to go to mm-hmm. so to talk about kothagiri it's uh, around 22 kilometers from uti Uh, around 20 to 30 kilometers from uti so when we say from uti right so let's say we are going to uti via masanagudi side is that the way you took or did you go from mysore side we went through mysore side yeah so if you're going from salem side it comes before yeah yeah uti, it comes before it? uti yeah. so if you go through mysore side uh, you'll uh, reach uti and then from there around 25 to mm. 20 to 30 kilometers i'd say given to give or take so uh, yeah compared to uti right this is a much more peaceful calm place because it's not as commercialized not right. many people know about it is what i feel and uh, there are places where you can just absolutely go sit and chill and be at peace so some of the places that we went to were uh, catherine falls uh, kodanad view point then uh, uh, uilatti fall waterfalls mm-hmm. but the issue was wherever we went wherever we went all uh, to all these falls it was all closed we, the viewpoint was closed <laughs> so we had to go to some other place and just uh, look at it from far but yeah still still it was such a beautiful experience mm, but you uh, know truth be told most of the times i've seen that going to viewpoints generally it is either crowded or closed but there are certain other places which which are more uh, appealing than going to this real decided viewpoints which is what i was going to get into so uh, second day uh, after going to catherine falls we were like sitting there and thinking okay what different can we you know go and see so we checked on google maps and found a place called john sullivan memorial why are these names all <laughs> <laughs> english names that's what catherine okay. falls yeah so the thing is uh, yeah let's first talk about the people who used to live there mm-hmm. so these uh, kothagiri and nilgiris area used to be occupied by uh, tribes for the longest time we don't really have an exact uh, time period or like proper historical uh, evidences of you know f- from when on they were living there but there were uh, mainly uh, six uh, tribes which used to occupy that nilgiri belt uh, which are the uh, todas uh, irulas kurumbas panias Yaravas and Kotas, mm-hmm. uh, Kotas from whom the place got its name. So Todas are uh, a community which uh, which believed that you know who are believed to be the original inhabitants of Nilgiri Hills, and they are known for their unique uh, culture and customs, including distinctive well, uh, traditional dress and elaborate ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Okay, then Irulas, uh, they are a tribal community which are primarily involved in agriculture and forest based activities okay then kurumbas uh, they are spread across uh, nilgiris and are primarily again known for agriculture mm. hunting and gathering oh, oh. then there are the panias who uh, are mainly concentrated in vayanad district of kerala but also have their footprints in nilgiris hmm. vayanad is anyway pretty close to where nilgiris are right yeah yeah but uh, yeah not still not very close still. but somewhere around and uh, these tribes are known for their hunting practices and their unique music, musical traditions and uh, okay. then there are the yarava tribes uh, these are indigenous community in nilgiris known for their uh, again for their language and culture and also practice of hunting and gathering so mostly they used to live through the means of agriculture mm-hmm. or hunting and gathering and also kota kotas also they are skilled craftsmen craftsmen 
and uh, they were they started out with hunting and gathering but slowly like how uh, civilizations developed right right got into agriculture and started living a sedentary life yeah isn't it craft people craft people no actually craft them it's craft them <laughs> we are yeah. going to get cancelled you know that right we are freaking going to get cancelled anyway, anyway. <laughs> i was just thinking is kota's coffee from that area no it's not it's not really i think it is a karnataka it's a product. karnataka yeah. product so yeah get so there are like six tribes which uh, used to occupy this place there are like sub tribes also but we are not going to get into that so the nilgiris belt used to be occupied by, by these tribes and the kota kota kotagiri the mountain uh, it's not just one mountain okay there are like seven mountains mm-hmm. which were occupied by the kotas so uh, getting back to our uh, the nomenclature of places did i just use nomenclature <laughs> the word nomenclature i don't remember using that <laughs> word in my life <laughs> yeah so the names of the places are basically uh, western right british kind of stuff so mm. uh these places have these names because of the major influence which they got from uh, the british yeah it's a it's a same uh, modus operandi right come to india climate is hot when they feel like they want english type climate they go to all these hill stations and build their colonies there so that's exactly what happened with john sullivan too so mm. there is a memorial in uh, kotagiri for him a small nice cozy place uh, which uh where he used to retreat mm-hmm. uh, what was he like he was a political he, yeah i'll get to that so he was a british uh, colonial administrator who served as the first british governor of uh, the presidency of coimbatore which oh. also included the nilgiris district uh, nilgiris had utis so mm-hmm. uh, basically he used to uh, take mm-hmm. care of admi- administer the whole place so he was appointed in this position in 1819 and he served uh, in that position till he died in 1827 that's more than 200 years ago yeah 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 so the lake there is a lake in kotagiri it was all designed and you know built by this person mm-hmm. uh, during this person the administration so did uh, he do something good for the people <laughs> that's what we're going to get into unlike other british he of course has done bad things too but uh, the good good things outweigh uh, okay. the bads uh, when it comes to because i had a little bit of uh, you know i was thinking why is there a memorial in his name yeah yeah because he has done some good okay. things and his office was in uti that place is also kept as a memorial mm. for him so he was primarily known for his contribution to the development of nilgiris district and also uh, developing the remote areas uh, during that time so he transformed the region into a thriving agricultural center by introducing new crops like tea coffee <laughs> and vegetables and also establishing <laughs> infrastructure okay. such as roads bridges and schools now so, that is <laughs> something else yeah imagine if he had not taken the uh, responsibility of developing the place we might probably be going to uti see that that is what uh, i would call a proper administration right if you are taking over the control of a place leave it better than how it was before you came but if you look at it majority of the british administrators did the other way right they came and they looted the land and left it much much worse than what it was before i mean india was one of the richest countries i don't want to talk, you know get into that because i think our uh, mr shashi tharoor has done a great job in his book the inglorious empire uh, whoever feels 
too much attached to british ways just go and listen to it you will start rethinking your <laughs> anyway we shouldn't choices. get into these kind of topics we already because we already talked about something which would already get us cancelled <laughs> anyway anyway getting into the, uh, getting back to the point so you said that he has actually done a lot of good things right so uh, i'll complete the good things and get to the uh, probably one bad thing which mm-hmm. he did yeah he was also known for his efforts to improve the life of the local uh, tribes uh, especially the todas by providing them with education and healthcare facilities which is really good and he was instrumental in establishing the first clo- schools for tribal uh, tri- the tribes which uh, used to live there and also recruiting teachers to work in this region even though they he did many good things one bad thing that he did was he increased the clearance of forests for agriculture which led to displacement of many indigenous tribes uh, and had also had a negative impact on environment yeah but, i think that has uh, been going on for some time it's not just him but i think our current government also might be uh, I mean, involved in similar kind of things yeah a yeah, right? lot of lot of uh, not just current government i think since independence yeah. lot of governments have been doing it um and it's not just indigenous tribes i think a lot of animals have been displaced from their natural habitat as well right yeah of course there are things that they are doing now to prevent all this but yeah, yeah. compared so because, to compared to other crimes this is, seems yeah, yeah, to be yeah. so because of that uh, he's got a long lasting legacy and people still think about him talk about him highly and he's got two memorials not one but two I think one about it he, he is being discussed in a podcast like 200 years after his i know right uh, death almost. i know right i wonder what people used to talk in podcast back then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so. podcast used to happen in chai kadas those days <laughs> yeah <laughs> so getting back to kotas the place got the name kotagiri because of the kota tribe who used to live there and uh, they were generally found in this kota uh, region and also nilgiri hills uh, rest of the nilgiri hills and regions around uti and kunur they are known for their unique culture and customs okay and uh, why they are so popular why they even have a freaking uh mountainous area named after them is they still hold on to that culture which is mm. which makes them you know uh, pretty unique if you have seen like other tribes uh, through development they have actually drifted apart from you know what their culture used to be and all but if you go there even now right uh, people who live there still follow their mm. culture so they have like small houses right they have temples which are like very small and they they worship uh, nature they don't mm-hmm. worship gods idols or anything but they uh, idols they might have because but i don't know local, because we are not supposed gods. to enter yeah. they okay. they have local gods and they worship nature and it's not like everyone can enter uh, the temples mm-hmm. all the time uh, women are not supposed to enter uh, during the majority of the year uh, men without wearing the traditional dress of dhoti uh, one Head cap and all. yeah yeah headgear would be a better word than cap yeah. or hat would be a better word anyway white dress they have to wear and enter and they celebrate they have the celebration every year during the month of december uh during that time the kotas who are living all across the country right mm-hmm. they are supposed to come back to kothagiri oh. and celebrate this together and it's there are like videos on youtube where they are celebrating this event uh, and uh, you can clearly see that they all actually come together mm-hmm. and it's a time of celebration uh, so uh, this there are like seven villages in this region where these uh, kotas live which are uh, kollimalai sholur kokkal uh, 
தென் கடலூர் கொக்கல் கில் கோத்தகிரி திருச்சிக்கடி அண்ட் குந்த கோட்ட கோத்தகிரி அண்ட் புது கோத்தகிரி புது ஐ திங்க் புது மீன்ஸ் நியூ ஆர் தீஸ் பிளேसेस நியூ யூ நோ இன் தி சேம் இன் தி சேம் விசிட்டி बिकॉज आई आई हैव बीन टू अ प्लेस कॉल्ड कोल्लीमलाई व्हिच इज इन डिंडिकल or namakal district actually uh-huh. it's a different place i think it's in the same belt as nilgiri that is it but i don't know if that is the one that is being referred here maybe i i'm not it's really a, sure it's about one that. of the hills where you have the largest number of uh, <laughs> hairpin bends and people love to go biking up that you know it's there are about 70 to 70, 70 or 71 hairpins in that hmm. particular hill okay so next uh, destination and sometimes people burn their clutch and lose their brakes also okay you had to include that well anyway if it's <laughs> twisties and i'm definitely i definitely want to go yeah anyway so uh, occupation wise as i said they they used to be a semi nomadic tribe maybe that's why hmm. uh, the place you mentioned is farther away yeah, from where they are yeah it's in a different right. district also yeah yeah so they used to hunt gather and also had shifting cultivation for their livelihood uh they would move from place to place setting up temporary settlements and clearing a uh, land for uh, cultivation hmm. however but over time uh, the kotas they began uh, you know adopting a sedentary lifestyle where they engaged in agriculture and animal husbandry so uh today many kotas work as uh, small scale farmers uh, growing crops such as tea coffee um, other vegetables fruits and stuff and then uh, some are laborers on tea plantations uh, or uh, in other manual labor jobs so uh, this tea plantation thing coffee plantation uh, that's one of the negative side of john sullivan when he set okay. it up they he took these tribal people and made them work in the plantations mm. making them move away from what their uh, traditional jobs were so okay. that is also one more point uh, but yeah uh, so the culture as i said they have a rich culture all the festivals it's grand there is actually a video which i saw on youtube mm-hmm. where so many people they come from different parts of the world and uh, they are known for their uh, traditional handicrafts such as uh, basketry pottery and uh, bead works mm-hmm. so uh, when i came from there i had bought some yes. uh, uh, handicraft these are handicraft stuff right so uh, one cap and a few coasters so these are all done by actually it was not by done by the kota tribe it was actually done by one other tribe uh, i think badagas Badagas mm-hmm. yes i when you were talking about all this culture and stuff right i was thinking about badagas i'll tell you why mm-hmm. so i used to work for a company like many years ago mm-hmm. many many years ago actually t- during the beginning of my career and all that mm-hmm. so i had this friend in my uh, office who was a badaga who was from badaga tribe and he used to very very uh, proudly tell me about their cultures and all that so irrespective of where they are they had they also had this thing of um you know very close knit culture and they never used to step outside of uh, their cultural values and stuff and they used to go out and visit their uh, native every once in a while for the festivals and all that full dance songs that this and all that so that is what came into my mind you know what i think it's the same festival that we are talking about mm-hmm. both are talking about because uh, badagas is actually uh, a bigger community yeah. which consists of uh, kotas and kurumbas Mm. So basically it's the same festival and the language that they speak it's more Kota, similar yeah. to Kannada than uh-huh. uh, Tamil I think it's a bit kind of a blended language and they had 
some very specific rules and regulations they're not supposed to marry anyone outside their cul- uh, community yeah they do like still that. do have that yeah mm. i think sai pallavi is a bada ga ha huh. yes wonder who she's going to get married to anyway yeah. not our problem okay so uh, as any tribe they had they have their own unique traditions uh, they use like when they make handicraft they use materials like bamboo cane grass uh and yeah also uh when we look at our traditional background right uh, we also have our specific uh, musical interest dance everything uh, which is uh, unique to us right so kotas also have uh, similar things where they use uh, mu- uh, traditional musical instruments like kural i think mm. we also have kural uh, in our it's like flute i think flute. right and uh, uh, tap which is a drum tappu kotta is yes. a term that uh, no. malayalis use right tappu kotta yeah yeah i think there is a yeah. thing tappu means a drum mm. in malayalam and then uh, they use one more thing called kanjira okay is ri- it from that it's written like as kanjira but yeah pronunciation is kanjira mm. kanjira is a kanjiram is actually a tree hmm. yeah so maybe thinking, it's made out of that yeah also uh, their dance styles right they have karadikali and also pulikali Yeah. which is also one pulikali uh, we are from thrissur right yeah. so it is one uh, popular uh, dance routine that they do during the uh, uh, onam time right oh, after it's not during yeah. puram no no no, no. It's, it's after onam. onam okay it's after onam like one week after onam okay, or something so during this time they'll people and you know where else uh, where, where else it is very popular is it there in tamil nadu no sri lanka no malli southeast asia it's there in uh, the coastal region of karnataka mangalore udupi oh. everything yeah yeah it's a big thing so now we know three places you, where you watch there. this movie called uh, garuda gamana rishabha vahana it's mm-hmm. rishabh shetty and uh, raj shetty's movie mm-hmm. this is one of the main main theme in the movie uh, what genre is it that is a very uh, it's gundaisam killing oh, yeah. and stuff so like that so it's the one we almost saw that day yeah. i think i should go back and check it out it's a nice movie yeah yeah cool okay okay so they have pulikali also something mm. which we can relate to where uh, people uh, paint themselves as uh, tigers yes tiger, tiger right? yeah. yes tiger and they dance um, mostly they'll have a fat tummy which and in the tummy they'll yeah. have tiger's face <laughs> yeah tiger's stuff. face mouth will be near the belly button it'll be like you know you'll actually feel like the mouth is moving it's it's pretty funny i think you should actually check it out on youtube so we had actually done an episode on one other tribe called oh, chola yes, chola i can right? remember so, that uh, they they are still surviving because they um, are completely almost completely cut out from uh, mm. the rest of the civilization right but uh, because uh, now that ooty and uh, the places surrounding it has become a popular to- a tourist uh, destination uh, the kotas are actually facing a lot of issues mm. because uh, land encroachment is happening uh, people are coming and going all the time so they are finding it very difficult to you know Uh, stick to their uh, tradition and stuff and you know uh, not let other things affect so recently yeah this is what they are going through but still they are uh, finding their way to like you know uh, stick to their uh, roots and uh, yeah go with things because if you go there you will get to know the mm-hmm. feel uh, how we have 
just suddenly you know went from a township mm. to a place where it's like you know it feels like you are uh, living in some other uh, time, time period, period. yeah mm-hmm. so that's about uh, kothagiri and the people who live there uh, and if you are looking for a destination which is uh, if you are looking for a hill station mm. or something to uh, go to during your next uh, vacation i think kothagiri would be a good uh, place to visit because uh, yeah how many times will you go to uti and kodaikanal <laughs> yeah and anyway uti and kunur are also in the vicinity so in case you want to extend it a little bit also you can do it Perfect. and there's a third wave coffee in kunur right <laughs> very nice <laughs> is this a paid promotion or we are just <laughs> we'll share it with them so that they'll feel like paying for promotion <laughs> cool that <laughs>